Good morning. I'd like to begin by thanking Father Hovnan for this opportunity, for his guidance, his input, his support while I was developing this reflection. And I also want to thank all of you in advance for your forbearance of me this Sunday and for the honor of your attention and your time. And with that honor, I have a responsibility to discern to the best of my ability from Holy Scripture and impart in you something that'll be meaningful to you and something that'll be applicable in your day and your week ahead. So here goes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. This Sunday is the sixth and last Sunday of Great Lent, which the Armenian Church recognizes as Sunday of Advent. The definition of Advent is coming or something that will happen in the future. So the word Advent, abstractly considered, foreshadows the coming of an event, ad before, vent, event. The word evokes a perception of the future, and in this Eastertide season with Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter soon approaching, when placed in appropriate context and grounded in Holy Scripture, the word takes on an even more symbolic and deep meaning. As Armenian Christians, we live in between two advents of Jesus Christ. The first coming of Christ occurred with the Annunciation of the Virgin Mary and the humble birth of our Lord in a manger. The second advent of Christ refers to his future coming, of which we are reminded in today's reading from Matthew, laden with strong imagery and rebuke of those superficially faithful, but internally morally devoid of the values God has commanded us to adopt and practice in our daily lives. Our faith as Christians instructs us to lead between these two advents, to live in the present. Our human practices and beliefs as Christians are an attempt to live in accord with the mandates necessary to enter the kingdom of God, both in our present life and in the life that is yet to come. Christ came to the world for the salvation of humankind. Holy Scripture instructs us always to be prepared for his judgment when he determines if we are worthy of entering his kingdom. As a psychologist, I believe it normal for all practicing Christians who aim to one day enter the kingdom of God to periodically reflect on their lives and conduct self-appraisals of their righteousness and progress in attaining the standards God has set and for what she holds as accountable. Kind of like giving yourself a report card and asking the question, how am I doing the Christian life in which I profess and aspire to live and do I have a chance of getting into heaven? I must confess, even when I'm lenient in grading myself, I sometimes don't always pass what I perceive to be the entry test to heaven. As Christians, I am sure you all have experienced this private reckoning and asking the question, am I on the right track to make it to heaven? As a layperson, the image of the final judgment I conjure is something along the lines of a cumulative, all-encompassing performance review. No secrets or acts we prefer to dismiss or hide go undetected during this process. And good acts and bad acts are considered in toto before God renders his final decision. In my vision of the judgment, which we will all undergo, the rating criteria are applied in fundamental tenets of Christian belief. Did we place God above all things? Did we love our neighbors, all of them, not just the ones we select, as our Lord intends? 
Were we genuine in our forgiveness of those who transgressed against us? And did we then treat them with compassion? Through these questions and the answers they elicit, we are reminded that God's ways are not always in sync with our ways. My vision of our ultimate judgment also includes an interface with our Lord as he performs his assessment. There is no negotiation with him. The judgment is unilateral and final, based on the life records we created and the standards God imposes to assess our righteousness. Where would we, any of us be without God's mercy and grace? One of the highlights of the Badarak service for me is being reminded during the beautiful hymn sung while the kiss of peace is distributed. Christ in our midst has been revealed. We are commanded to come together as one, and during that moment, enmity is removed. This is a powerful, blessed, and divine privilege during which, with humility and sincere feelings of honor and gratefulness, we exchange our bonding kiss. Christ is with us in the present. The word advent or coming implies a future tense when Jesus Christ returns in power and glory to render a final judgment and an ending of all things. In the Christian sense, however, the end is neither a point in time nor the conclusion of a historical timeline. This is explained to us in Revelation. The end is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the Almighty who is, was, and is to come. His incarnation, ascension, enthronement, and return as judge, all embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming again, and paradoxically, he is already here. This Sunday of Advent prepares us for Palm Sunday, including Jesus's glorious re-entry into Jerusalem and the beginning of Holy Week. My humble takeaway about today, Sunday of Advent and the two Advents in which we live between, is that as humans, we tend to compartmentalize into discrete categories, time and events we create and in which we partake. Past, present, and future, however, from a divine perspective, are all one and the same. So my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, our charge on this Sunday of Advent is to appreciate this perspective and not to think of a future point in time as our end. Rather, remember that Jesus Christ is in our midst, here in the present, and that he is the beginning and the end. Last Sunday's reading from Luke included a passage that provides great insight into the kingdom of God. When Jesus responds to questions about his kingdom, these questions emanate from a secular, physical, earthly perspective, and Jesus enlightens them. Now, when he was called by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here, see there, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Ayan Hor, Nebator, 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 N